Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, I am talking to Dan Rogers. Now, this guy is going to blow your mind. He's got a different approach than anybody that I've ever talked to on this podcast. So welcome to the show today, Dan. Thanks for having me, Lance. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming by. Before we get into some of the crazy things that I think we're going to get into, I just want to first ask you one question I ask everybody, and that is, what are three things that every entrepreneur needs to know given your 20 years or so experience in the business that you're at right now and you know the years of entrepreneurship that you've got? Sure. Um, so I, uh, I don't know these, these will be in order. Uh, so, okay. but, 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 uh, so I apologize for that. We like to put things in sequence, but, but I think, um, uh, the quality, uh, and the sort of articulation of your vision will determine success. Like that's, uh, and your job as the entrepreneur in my mind is you, uh, I, excuse me, I, I have to have the clearest, cleanest vision of that as I possibly can. And, um, to the to the extent that I can step away from cash flow or all these other v dials that have to get adjusted, if it isn't clean, then then that's the work that has to happen. Um, I, I think this I, I just want to pause you there, Dan, because I I really think this is a profound statement that you're making, and I haven't had in like the 270 or whatever number of podcasts that I've done, the interviews that I've conducted with entrepreneurs. This is the first time that somebody's framed it quite that way, and I just don't want our audience to kind of skip over that. This is really, really profound because we talk about the visioning for our businesses all the time. You know, that's one of the, the basic uh, elements of strategic planning. But do we live it is one thing. And do we have crystal clarity on that? And I tell you, there's been so many times in my life and probably right now because our business is changing that the vision is maybe not as clear as it needs to be. And so when you said that, I'm like, shit, man, I got to get on that myself. So thank you for sharing that one. Well, and uh, full disclosure with virtually any of this stuff, uh, it's how many times did I make the mistake before I learned it? So all, all of my, all of the wisdom I have is earned. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly at my expense, occasionally at some other people's, which we try to fix as best we can. But yeah, so it just like that, I learned that uh, multiple times. Uh, I had to learn that multiple times. And so yep. uh, clarity, 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 vision. Uh, I think the second thing then is at that point, then it's focus on awesome. And, and, um, and, and that means first as the leader, um, am I embodying this to the best of my ability? Am I putting up an intentional demonstration that embodies what I'm asking folks to do? And people have to lead at their own level, but like, does it make sense? And so am I doing that first as an individual and am I obsessed with, with the organization that I'm running being awesome? And, um, uh, I, I, I got to put in a little disclaimer here is, is I think, and maybe this would be point number three, and I guess we'll make it point th number three because it will work. But, um, I think the third thing is, is that in 2024, if you want to be an entrepreneur, um, think of yourself more as a designer, uh, or an ecosystem curator. Uh, I think are much better ideas to think of yourself. And I think traditionally uh, entrepreneurs have thought of themselves as wealth generators or uh, investment vehicles. And those are honorable things. I, I don't think they're bad. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a capitalist. I, I, I'm not, they're just wildly different and they lead to wildly different conclusions. It's very difficult to focus on awesome 
if you're a if you're a vehicle of investment <laughs> or you're trying to create wealth. Um, that's a different animal. It's an honorable animal. It's just a different animal. And so I think the third thing would be is if you really want to be an entrepreneur, then think of yourself as a designer of a or a curator of ecosystems. If you want to be those other things, then gosh darn it, be those and be awesome, right? You know, but yeah. but don't. The the in my mind, the landscape is getting a little cluttered um, with people that are calling them something. When, so a, a, a dear friend of mine told me a long time ago. He's like, turn the volume down and just watch what they do. Everyone will tell you exactly. So what I have learned through my own reflection is that my actions uncover what I truly believe to be true. Hmm. Not the nonsense I say in my head, but my actions uncover what I really believe, right? And so if I watch other people's actions, I mean, I listen to them to be polite, but I watch their actions. And so when I watch these other quote unquote entrepreneurs, again, I'm not, they're not bad people. They're not malicious. They're not unethical, but they're, they're not. I think of entrepreneurs as a different standard. I see them as incredible, fantastic, wonderful wealth creators and investment vehicles, but that's that's not an that's not an entrepreneur. Really interesting. So I want to unpack that a little bit more. So how do you approach it from a design perspective then uh, versus the traditional entrepreneur from a you know investment uh, wealth creation or you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we got we got to do a little history lesson first, okay. uh, and make no mistake. Um, hopefully, this is coming off in the right way. Uh, sometimes I get a little animated, and there's a little edge that comes out. But but totally but, okay. but 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 I am I am swimming in and surrounded by the massive success of our predecessors, and so I'm about to Monday morning quarterback a 200 year old decision in Europe and about a 170 year old decision in the United States. So, but, but I, but I have benefited from the, 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 this, this, this call that I'm going to second guess. Like, I mean, our society is, is a product of it. Uh, so a plan is always better than no plan, generally speaking. And so, um, a couple hundred years ago, roughly 170 years ago, we'll stick to the United States or at least North America. Once North America became connected, via the telegraph and railroads, we actually became a network. We weren't connected enough to have a dynamic enough marketplace. We faced the same problems that they faced in Europe, which is primarily men owned businesses. And they had this problem is that they, if they took all of their money and they put it back in, there was still more opportunity to grab. And since we're driven by external forces, or at least some people are, they said, well, how do I maximize this opportunity? And we had to figure out as a society, how do we deal with multiple owners? Because prior to that, it was just a family or whatever. And so we came up with this idea called the corporation. And if yep. we look at the root of corporation, it's corpus, it's a body. And so I'm a systems guy. And if we look at systems, you can make it more complicated, but to keep it simple, there's four levels of systems and a body, an organism, you and I, we, we reside on the second level of system. The first level is mechanistic or a machine. The second level up is uh, biology or bi bi biological or an organism. Okay. The third level up is a societal system. And this is to get to your answer. Like I promise we get back there. Okay. So, so very, very grateful that they decided to take us out of the single level of ownership. And thank goodness they had a plan because a plan is better than no plan. But respectfully, 170 years later, I'm just going to say you picked the wrong design. 
An organism is a single thing. And even a solopreneur is a societal system. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking before we started hitting record, when I got into sales and actually the way I looked at it, I just look at things in systems anyways, I organized how I did things from a societal system design, not a biological system design. Interesting. And you end up with wildly cooler stuff when you are more accurate as to what you are. So I'm going to say this as politely as I can, but corporations are a false statement. <laughs> they might be legal and they might be well within the bounds. It's not an accurate statement. It's sort of like wealth generator versus entrepreneur. It's like, look, man, words matter. It doesn't matter what you call it. It matters what you do. Don't listen to what they say. Just wash their hands. So we talked a little bit about this before this. We've made virtually every mistake you could make trying to figure this thing out, but, but we eventually got some of it right. So that's how we approach it wildly differently is that we constraints design, right? It, this shirt is a product of constraint. It's not a product of design. Without constraint, it would be an infinite uh, span of fabric going in every direction, right? Yeah. So we think constraints are bad. Constraints are awesome. Everything's backwards. I told you that, right? So we're just missing it. We're just missing it, right? So, so I don't know if I'm hitting it, but but uh, uh, the natural reaction to me is I'm crazy, and that's cool. Um, and <laughs> a shorter list of people are like I think I understand what you're talking about. So, so I don't know if we're blowing their mind yet, but that's what. Yeah, that that's 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 how we see it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and we're gonna get into this a little bit deeper as well because this is a deep conversation, and so mm -hmm. um, I, I want everybody to brace themselves a little bit. But before we do that, can you tell me a little bit more about Work P two P? So you're the CEO over there and owner. Yeah. Um, is there, um, you know, a Coles Note version, or what can you tell me about what it is that you guys yeah. do yeah. Uh, over there and what problems are you guys solving? Sure. So, and I'll I'll, I'll, put, I'll I'll probably sprinkle in a little bit of our history in there too, just because that helps tell the story a little bit. So, uh, Work P2P was formerly point-to-point uh, -point transportation, and still is the same crew. So, Work P Work P2P is putting work first, and we are on a mission to redeem work, the word, the the place, and the way. Uh, I think the word itself is the most honorable act in the universe. Hard stop. Hmm. Love gets a lot of play. And love is awesome. It's just not an accomplishment. It's a gift. Okay. Right? Like it's, 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 I'm not diminishing it. But I think it actually diminishes it to take credit for it. Right? Like the love I have for my children showed up. I didn't earn it. Thank God I didn't earn it. It's too cool to earn. Right? It's a gift. When I treat them with love, when I'm frustrated, that's a, that's an act of work. All we have is work. So we just need to reposition that. And then the place, unfortunately, is all jacked up. Like we don't have to go there. Like they're basically demanding people to come back, which you got to think about it. Like you're, I mean, whatever, but like it's jacked up. And then unfortunately with the brand I have and, and then the fact that we are, we're, we are all bound by the same constraints, the way that we do things actually matters. It really does make a difference. So we're trying to, we're trying to redeem work, the word, the place, the way that's our mission. That's what we're doing. So the company exists. It, it, we exist to demonstrate, to make an intentional demonstration of what that looks like as a sort of an alternative way to organize around work and still be a seemingly going concern for profit. We're not a social business. We're not any of that. We're like, we're, we operate within the bounds of, of the law. We are a for-profit entity. We're all that. We are legally a corporation because uh, we're, we're not, um, we're not trying to completely revolutionize the world, but we're trying to put a different demonstration out there to see this is what it looks like. And so um, to sort of tag like what all this is and what we do is 
pre-COVID, we were primarily a event shipping company. We shipped events, corporate events, trade shows, that sort of stuff. Uh, we also did sort of back of the house production, depending on what client we were dealing with. So, you know, we sort of get the fingernails dirty stuff, like everything before the, before the, before the curtain comes up and then everything after the curtain comes down, but nothing while the curtain's up. Yep. And so that's, that's what we did. And then during COVID, um, there wasn't anybody to talk to in the event business because there wasn't anything, there wasn't anything going on, but I know oh. hundreds of business owners. And so we talked to business owners and as they actually found out how we were organized around that, there was two or three and then more that said, Hey, you have to put this message out there. Like you, I didn't understand that you had the success that you had because they confused my personality with what the company was doing. <laughs> Understandably so, but Dan is not the company. The company's not Dan. Thank God for all that. But, but um, yeah. So once they found out how we were organized and how we were looking at this, people said, Hey, you, this, you need to share this. And so, so I, for a very long time, have thought that it um, that work was a place to 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 get paid to practice. I've been saying that since 1994, and and uh, I came to the realization in 1994 that that with the right mindset, I could get paid to practice life. All work is is just paid practice to be effective. If I get more effective in at work, I can take those skills and translate them into the parts of life that I pay for. That's, that, was a, that was the realization in 1994. And so I just came to the conclusion that, you know, uh, getting paid to practice beats working to get paid. And so that's, I've been, if you talk to people when I was rolling burritos for six bucks an hour, when we would get in that state, we were having a good time. I turned to them and say, beats working. And at the time I used to carry couches prior to that. So like rolling burritos was way cooler than, than carrying couches. So, so. But, but that, that's, that's what was underneath it. And so as more time went on, we just kept instilling that deeper and deeper. And, and, uh, you know, here we are in 2024. So cool. So cool. And so then, um, the shift in the way that you're explaining things and the way that you're, you're bringing this forward to, I guess, other businesses as well. Um, has that shifted then the core of what you do from a delivery of service or product um, in your business? So um, I, I want to be uh, so sort of my obsession going forward is to be intellectually accurate, like to speak the truth and then to be emotionally vulnerable. So I sound human because I, sometimes I don't. Um, or I get a little too analytical or whatever and just keep it real. And then, then, then make sure that I'm sharing directly from my experience. Like, so that, like there's some intentional action there just to yeah. keep it all on the line. And so, uh, in sort of the spirit of full disclosure, work P2P is, is still funded by what we sort of loosely internally call our legacy business. Yeah. Um, we're very happy and very, uh, very fortunate that a, a, some portion of the world views us as that sort of back of house. <laughs> event production company. It's, uh, you know, we did something close to 10,000 events on four continents in 2019. So there's, wow. there's, there's a lot of folks that we're working with. And so that, that is, if you look at how, how all of this happens, uh, it, it'll be a while before that isn't the thing that sort of lights everything up. Yep. That said, where all the energy and where all the passion is, regardless of what part the uh, team is supporting is about the mission that we're on. That that is that's sort of how you keep your job here. Is it? <laughs> uh, uh, no one has revenue or expense uh, responsibility in the company. No one ever has. They, their get out of jail card is they were honoring the promise. Right. So so um, yeah. That that's 
that's what we're trying to do. But again, and, and just trying to be uh, full disclosure, that is the, the bulk of what pays the bills is the historical business. Um, more and more of the activities and, and more and more of the dollars are starting to come in with the multiple ways that we share it. So we share it with, with primarily smaller companies and the ones that we support on the traditional business. And then we also have some individual, like for lack of a better word, uh, personal development programs that are, that essentially all those were was that was just the programs that we used internally for employees. We just, uh, in 2022, we started sharing them outside of the company. Yeah. Um, so that's just all stuff that we've been working on since 1994. So, well, that's really cool. Now, yeah. before we hit the record button, you also had said something to me that was, uh, I, I found just absolutely shocking because I never, never hear anybody else say what you said. And that was, you spent only a few months really on outbound and business development and that, and then you stopped because everything was coming inbound. You didn't have to worry about selling yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that our audience would be fascinated to learn more about that and then also try to understand how they might be able to replicate the same kind of, of philosophy or, or mm-hmm. get the results anyway that you got out of it. So can you yeah. share more about what you were talking about there? For sure. And I also want to, I want to, want to share this too, because um, this is so baked into like, like so I got to make sure that I say this part because it's just, so, it's like oxygen, right? Okay. okay. So when, when, when people hear what I say, they almost all go, oh yeah, I do that. Or I did that. So I got to be absolutely, I have not figured anything out. <laughs> I'm just reporting the facts and the rules as I understand them to be, but I'm not making them or creating them. I'm just like, this appears to work in the universe. That's it. Right. So, but virtually every person, every individual that can brag about how they've been successful is doing what we're talking about. I, my belief, this is a belief. I, I, I don't have factual evidence to support this. My belief, I believe it's in our DNA. The challenge that we have because of this design problem that we have is that when we get a couple of us together, we lose our minds and we start focusing on the wrong things. I, by the grace of the universe, I, I refer to the universe sort of as the boss. That's sort of my, my concept or whatever. So if you hear me say the boss, that's what we're talking about. The boss and he, she, and they's ultimate wisdom decided that I stopped needing work supervision like in 1988. I just had not really ever had anybody telling me what to do. And for whatever reason, because uh, he, she, they has a very ironic sense of humor. I've been telling people what to do on, to some level or another. And so, so with that, I've been just trying to do that to the best of my ability. So I never had anybody tell me that I had to start thinking in numbers or any of that stuff. So when I was a manual laborer and organizing work crews around moving furniture and all that, as long as we got the job done and we usually got it done way faster than the salesperson sold it for, everyone was happy, right? And then when I was rolling burritos and opening up all those stores, they were so happy what's going on. They didn't really question how I was doing it. And when I got into sales, the owner's like, look, you'll eat what you kill. I don't care if you work a hundred hours a week. I don't care if you work at all. Like you eat what you kill. So back to sort of say what happened here is I did what I think virtually every person does that, that has any success they can brag about, which is I did some outbound calling. I had no idea how to sell. And so, but I did understand I was trying to sell uh, specialized transportation. I was a former truck driver and, and done all these office moves. So I understood distribution, I understood systems. So when I was talking to these people about specialized transportation, I would just fix their problem. Yep. And most of the time I fixed their problem. We weren't the answer. Cause like we were literally like the top of the pyramid. We were, 
there's probably like 10 providers in North America that were like at our level and we were one of the 10. And so it was like, we were the coolest, like we, we were like special forces, right? And so we, we could, we could have done anything, but we're really great at doing something. So if it didn't fit that, we just, we, we told them where they should go on the food chain. And so after doing that for a while, people would just start calling because they knew I wasn't going to sell them anything. Mm-hmm. And, and so then by the time I was done, I was literally, I was interviewing them and I was putting them on a quadrant. And then at the end, I tell them what I did. And I'm like, look, this is how you view the world. And as a customer, you can move around if you want. But as a company, this is where we are. And I got to be here if we're going to be world class. So you're not us, but there's, here's three guys that do this in that box. And there's this guy, I won't use his last name. There's this guy, Earl, I referred I don't know, probably millions of dollars of business to him because he was just, they were good. And they were, they, they did what a lot of people. So you do that. People start calling because they trust you and they, because we were trustworthy, <laughs> which is what everyone does until they get in a gang called a corporation. And then they start doing other things. And so one other thing I got to put out there, because there's people out there that, well, oh, my people do that. Okay. Here's the test. Here's the test. And here's the difference when a knucklehead like me is designing the, the system is my people, that's what their job description is. Virtually, and I know a lot of business owners, probably close to a thousand, and most of them have salespeople. And the ones that have the courage to push back on this, whoa, I'm like, yes, every one of your top performers does this. But if your top performers' sales went to zero and still was doing this, how long would they have a job? Not very long. That's the difference. That's the difference. It isn't what you say, it's what your hands do. So it turns out when you focus on awesome, it just ends up just being better. So we did about six months of outbound. And by the time it was done, there was, there was more coming in. We didn't know what to do other than just try to honor the promises that we're making. And so, um, yeah, that's. So I'd imagine like what you're describing is a little bit of that, the, the law of reciprocity too, right? So when you're putting out, out the good vibes when you're putting out the good advice when you're putting out the consultative mm-hmm. approach to the selling when you're trying to solve people's problems and help them even if it's not a solution that you are actually selling yourself yeah um, the you, you, good things are going to come back to you right yeah yeah so uh, a couple things that uh, obviously I, I think are fairly obvious but it's just to get on the record too i mean i said it uh, I, I, I did not start the thing. I went to work for a company that had a world-class reputation that it earned it and we were legit. So like we were good, like awesome had been accomplished. And, and then, um, I'm obsessed with reducing waste. I'm, I'm obsessed with, this is why we want to redeem work that way. The word, the place, the way if it left to my own devices, I just spent a bunch of time in the way <laughs> in the math of it and the physics of it. Like, let's figure out the effort of what we're doing. I want the least amount of effort for the biggest bang, right? There's an elegance to that, right? So, so that I was just, they let me geek out on their problems. And literally when COVID happened, I said, look, man, I, we made all the tough decisions. I threw up in the garbage can and now we got to wait. Your problems are changing every second. Cause they were still operating. Can I come work on your problems? And then people a couple things happened. A couple people wanted to pay us for what we did. And then, like I said, the conversations eventually got to, hey, you should, the way that you talk about sales and marketing isn't sales and marketing. Like maybe you need to share more people with it. So it's just, it's the same thing over and over again. I mean, we, we essentially, at first it was a separate business we called a uh, sales sidekick because that's the customer thinks they have a problem with sales. It's a design problem, but they think it's sales. So we called it sales sidekick. Uh, initially it was a, was a separate business, but we, we pulled it in to work P2P. But we, I mean, I had a COVID baby doing this. Like, I mean, <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> we started a whole we started a whole consultancy business around it. And I won't tell you what the numbers were, but in very short order, it was people paying us to help them, right? Mm -hmm. But we first started with the genuine of let me just help you and you could figure out if it's worth something. Yeah. I just wanted to go learn and, and, and figure out if what we were doing internally could work with other people. Right. So, and, and like I said, I, I can't stress this enough to the extent that we know celebrities and all that other stuff, the ones that, that, that can brag about, this is what everyone has done. LeBron James poured way more money in, way more value in to basketball before he started taking it out. And you might not like how the economics work, but like <laughs> my bet is, is that and I'm not a basketball fan to be clear. And I don't know LeBron from the hole in the ground, but, 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 but my bet is, is that, 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 that he has definitely paid more in before he started taking it out. And he's creating value in a way that we might not like, or that we think is wrong and teachers are better and like all that other stuff. But look, look, I'm not moving the money around. I'm just telling you the way the money moves around, it makes sense. It makes sense, right? So this is just how it works. It's just, it's just how it works. It's not how I want it to be. It's how it is. And, and so, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I think if, if people are getting the sense that they've done it, they have, but just did you build it into how it's supposed to operate? It's not, it's not, it's not the means to the ends. It's the ends itself. Yeah. That's the difference. What do you feel would be the biggest hurdle, challenge, obstacle for somebody who's listening to this right now going, okay, I get it. Like the light bulbs are, are going off here. I never thought about it that way, mm -hmm. but the way you're describing it, Dan, is perfect. It's resonating with me and yeah. I want to implement this in my business tomorrow, but at the same time, you know, all those other things, like when you gave the example of the sales guy and it's like, if the sales guy's numbers plummet, does he still get to keep his job tomorrow? Yeah. And so they're dealing with the reality yeah. of, of like, I don't know how I can implement it while still keeping the cash flow so that yeah. those people can continue to be there because that's a reality as well that they're dealing with. So what advice would you give them? Yeah. So you asked what the greatest challenge was and then, then you, then you stated it like, I mean, I got limited experience, but I mean, I've talked to probably yeah. several dozen, maybe close to a hundred people that are business owners around this that I think somewhat got it. And to their credit, like, I don't know how well we were explaining it, but, but, um, but uh, initially when I was first just trying to help people, I talked to people that I knew that had bigger businesses, much bigger businesses uh, in large part, I wanted to see what the ideas would look like at, at larger businesses than what we were. And, and, uh, uh, a couple guys, they're, they're, they're partners and they have a, uh, I want to keep it fairly generic. They have, they have a, a very successful practice. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, multiple continents, multiple currencies. Uh, yeah, big, successful and, and good people, good people doing good work. And, and, they were one of the first people that I really talked to about the ideas. I mean, I, we helped people before, but then I was like, these guys, I, I knew them before, before that. And, and so I shared with them where I was on the whiteboard and they're both bright guys. And there was a lot of trust. They assumed a lot of goodwill. And one guy said, he's like, look, I'm not completely tracking, but I know who you are and I know that you're legit. So I can sort of suspend disbelief for a little bit on this stuff. And I can't really see anything that that's broken here. I mean, I'd need more if I really wanted to do it, but like you're failing to recognize I have an ATM mm. and I don't want to break my ATM. So I think what you have to decide is, is do you want to redeem work or not? 
Because mm. we need a stable economic platform because brave souls have trusted us with leadership. They, they signed up to be on our boat thinking that we knew what we were doing, right? So I think there's a responsibility that we, we got ourselves in this mess that, that, that the people that got us here that we want to take care of them as we go. But, but what we're trying to do with smaller businesses is, is to work the two levers, like to sort of, we call it push versus pull. So all of a, a biological system is based on push. Sales and marketing is just straight push, 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 push. What we're talking about, a societal system is based on pull. So uh, as, as we get them to dial down the push, we get them to dial up the pull. But pull comes from the outside. So, yeah. you know, we got to focus on awesome. And sometimes that happens faster. Sometimes it happens slower. But, but um, yeah, that's. That's the hurdle. And I, I don't, um, I, I think very honest, ethical, good humans could decide not to make the change. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think any less of them, you know. Uh, uh, I, I understand why people think I'm crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the, the thing when you, when you understand the concepts, when you, when you really truly get what it is that you're talking about. Um, then it's about putting the, the, the faith into it, right? It takes a, a lot of faith to make that step. And I think that goes back to the vision, mm-hmm. the vision for the, sure, your business and that, but also the vision that you have that this is, um, you're going to be relentless in your pursuit of achieving this. And mm-hmm. so you're going to take those uncomfortable steps forward, even though it feels like you're stepping off a ledge, right? Like, yeah. And, and the faith, how, like, when you're coaching these people, when you're talking to them, I'd imagine that must be the thing that you bump up against oftentimes is it's like you see the potential within those individuals and what they could potentially accomplish if they would just have the faith to take that step into the unknown, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, here's here's the thing that's interesting is, uh, <laughs> it's good that we got a little time before we hit record. Uh, and this is not, this is not false humility. This is just straight facts. I'm five foot seven and bald. And never been accused of being humble. Like I, I have a fully intact ego. Uh, I'm not. My arrogance is prevalent. It's not. It's usually not labeled right, but they they get the number of occurrences right. They just don't get the occurrences themselves right. It's like, yeah, I was arrogant ten times today, not the ten that you thought, but you 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 know. So it expresses itself differently, but it's definitely intact. And yeah. so um, this is, and I say that because this is what I'm going to say behind that is. Um, I have learned through my own personal experience that pushing a lie, pushing a false statement into reality is a very bad strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's actually an act of humility. It's grounded in the fact that I'm spiritual and all that, but it's actually, I have actually less faith in myself. Not that I'm not a capable human being, but like there's only so much juice. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time we grew the company or whatever, it was about, I don't know, the whole thing was maybe there was another side business that was involved is somewhere around like 13 million a year. That's about as far as I could drag the thing down the street myself. And obviously there was other people, but that was like sort of the act of will. That's about all I'm good for. Now I hated my job, loved it at six bucks an hour rolling burritos, but I got to the place where I hated it because we didn't have a vision. Right? So I've just learned the hard way that there's, I can only take this thing so far. And me pushing a false statement into reality, I'll do it again this afternoon. I have not, I'm not cured of it, but, but I, hopefully I'm getting better at catching myself. And certainly when we're setting up something this intentional as, as a, as a company, we're going to try to make that as true as we possibly can. And so, I mean, I would just question like, um, 
we talked about the levels. I think if we're going to look at it from a systems perspective, a company, regardless of its root word, a corporation, it, it, it's its truest statement is it's a societal system. And if you look at what the purpose of a societal system is, it's to develop community. And it does it for fun and for free, no strings attached. That's what it does. And so that's what we do, right? And we do it from a stable economic platform because we've built ourselves into the system as best we can. But but that's a lot more fun, <laughs> even though there's a lot more mistakes in it. You'll make way less mistakes in traditional business. You just won't like the results nearly as much. You'll make way more mistakes trying it our way, but you'll just have a hell of a lot more fun doing it. I mean, the, the thing that, that when people get close to us, they're like, because they frequently bump into us because we're, we're, we're serving them for fun and for free, no strings attached. And they're like, your team's so great. And everyone's so happy. And I'm like, yeah, people are, people actually like working when they don't have to like grind to a number. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. And so, so it, it, all this stuff, we, we did a uh, annual kickoff a couple weeks ago and, and we're going through the policies and all that. And I'm like, look, I know this is going to sound crazy, but the company took the responsibility of hiring trustworthy people. Maybe we missed, but we're of the opinion you're trustworthy. So we have policies that are based on, we trust you. <laughs> now I understand why publicly traded companies can't do that, but that's just further illustrates how jacked up the design is. I mean, I'm the crazy guy that I'm paying people. I'm choosing to pay. I've, I've taken the responsibility to trust people before I pay them. And then I'm going to trust them while I'm paying them. Like that's not crazy, except in the context of work. Hence the reason why we've come full circle. We're on a mission to redeem work, the word, the place, the way. Like, I mean, yeah. and so uh, I don't know that we'll get there, but we're obsessed with trying to dent it, nick it, bump it, scratch it, something. And uh, it definitely beats working. Definitely but beats working. It certainly seems like you're 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 well on your way, right? Like, and so just to relate back to to our business um, and some of the struggles that I've been having is that I have been focusing on those numbers, and I have been, uh, you know, the big mantra that I was uh, rolling out this year was we have to create a better performance culture because what I was finding, because we were doing a really good job on those other aspects that you you're talking about in terms of, of, of showing up for our customers and, and, and giving them all kinds of, uh, of great advice and doing work for them without any charges and so on. But the problem with it is it was from a profitability standpoint, that engine that we needed to keep the doors and the lights open are on, I mean, and the people employed so that we could be doing all the great things that we want to do from a community standpoint. And like you said, from, from just a systems, a community systems uh, perspective, um, it, we still needed to have the efficiency, but I think what I, if I correct my language on that, I think what we probably should have been doing is saying we need to focus on awesome because if we focus on awesome and we trust the people, uh, like you're saying, then the performance is going to be there. The performance culture is going to be a byproduct of that as long as everybody's dialed in on awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. And and obviously, it's going to be a process. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a story um, that will <laughs> that will prove that we that we learned all this stuff the hard way uh, multiple times. So um, 2008 ended up on the continuum of I hate my job and figured out we didn't have the vision. 
revisioned the company or visioned it really for the first time. And, um, and then, uh, we got clarity on it and that was awesome. We could get really excited about it. And then we made the mistake of looking at our current list of customers and we're like, mm. 70% of them don't fit in. Mm. Yeah. So 2007 into 2008, we very politely let them all go 70% of them. And, uh, I don't know what happened everywhere else, but in the event business, it was a little delayed. So by the time we got about halfway through to 2008, that global recession thing happened. Crisis, yeah. Another 70%. And I'm a math guy, but I also lived it. So I didn't have to be a math guy because I got to live it. That's 91%. <laughs> Once again, we exceeded our goals, right? So, so that, like that, that got us questioning what we were doing. But here's the thing is with the clarity of vision, we ended up growing it back almost three times what it was before we took the thing apart. Wow. But the reason why I bring it up is prior to that, time we we um we we had profit sharing we had other things and we were in i think it was 2009 it might have been 2008 it was either 2008 or 2009 because uh, we ended up being profitable again in 2010 but one of those two years we were standing around in our town hall meeting and i don't remember exactly what time of year it was but i just said to folks i said hey look the profit sharing um we're still doing it but we're not going to be profitable we, we've been saving for a rainy day. We got broad shoulders. We're fine overall, but like, just like we're, we're, we're on the right track and I'm comfortable that we're not going to be profitable this year, but we're headed in the right track and we're doing the right thing. And, um, this woman and, you know, we were a smaller team then, but we're all standing around. This woman said, Dan, well, why, why are we doing, why are we giving a cash donation and in-kind donation to, I won't name the nonprofit. We'll let them protect themselves to this nonprofit if we're losing money. And I said, cause you work for a guy dumb enough to borrow money to give it away. Hmm. And, and she sort of looked at me and I said, I try not to use her name. Like it's, it's what we do. It says we're paying rent. We're paying for cell phones. We're paying, we're paying, <laughs> we're paying payroll. Like it's deciding what the essential thing is. And then, like I said, it's a design challenge. And most of, most of us design our systems way too small. Just got to design them a little bit bigger to incorporate all that stuff. So it just, it, it's been what we are. And, and I, I think again, we've made plenty of, we, I got us into the mess to begin with. So, so, um, it, it just, it's, it's been a sort of a, a, a continuous iteration of us focusing on awesome to trying to represent closer to what we believe we are um, to, to, to line up the, you know, the intellectual accuracy, the emotional uh, vulnerability, and then the actions better support all of it. We're trying to do that as an individual, we're trying to do it as a company. And, and uh, that just ends up, even if the, when the results aren't great, I sleep well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and I, I've lived a different life where I, I didn't. And, and so, yeah, that there's, there's, it's just, so I get it. I understand. Like I, I, I more than understand. And I hope if, if, if you put me in charge, I would afford everybody sort of the luxury of not having to face it the way that I did. Yeah. But my, my sense is, is you can either choose to face it or eventually reality is going to come a knocking. Right. And so, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's it to me getting back to what sort of prompted all this it's not so much faith as it is just humility. And it's not even so much humility as it's just accepting the truth, man. It's like, I, I, I can't, how much, 
with all due respect to Mother Microsoft, at least for the moment, the biggest market cap of all time or whatever, like they can only push so much into reality. You know, I mean, we're all subject to the same design constraints. Like, I mean, just, you know, so it seems like it's a better strategy to try to pull reality in than it is to push it out. So, so we're, we're far, far, far from figuring it out completely, but we're figuring out bits and pieces of it at the time. That's really what we're trying to do. So. Yeah. Well, I tell you, man, you've got me thinking like uh, my head's just completely spinning. I'm sure the audience is as well. So if somebody wanted to connect with you to learn a little bit more about what you're doing, uh, maybe even pick your brain about some of the philosophies that you have just uh, described to us here today, what's the best way for people to connect with you or the business? Yeah. So um, uh, uh, what I've said on other podcasts is, is I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Dan T. Rogers, uh, if you if you reach out, I'm likely to respond. Um, we probably would schedule something. Um, the other thing too, and this isn't this isn't a plug. It's just um, at, at some point, if we if we if things continue the way they are, I'm hopeful that this will be what it is. We that development program that we put together, uh, it, it's uh, it's in its I, it'll never be totally done, but it's certainly in its last sort of major reiteration. Yep. I think that is a great place for folks to start because what, what I have come to believe for myself is individuals need to get this for themselves first. And if we get enough individuals doing it that way, then the team can come together and then the team of teams can come together as an overall company because, um, you know, I, 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 we've had the good luck. We've worked with people with the owners and we've worked with their, their entire companies and all that. Uh, unless unless everybody's on the same page here it just doesn't it doesn't work um because we're all you know we're all tragically flawed humans so yeah. i mean i would say if if it speaks to them let, let's as much as i love business i love the game of business i love solving riddles like I'm, this stuff will work better for you as a person <laughs> than it will for your business and if you figure out that as a person i think the natural repercussion of that is that you'll bring it into your business as well. So, but we're happy to talk and I, I have a standard disclaimer and I think people think I'm being cute, but I'm being completely honest. If we engage, I just reserve the right to learn more than you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Cause I'll try, I will definitely try and I will, I'll learn something. That's for sure. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally but, but yeah, we'd be happy to talk to anybody. And so that course I'd imagine to find that it's over at work, uh, P2P.com. It's, right. it's actually on a separate, uh, okay. brand called intentionalsidekick.com. And, um, and, uh, we said we don't push. I didn't plan on mentioning it at all, but, uh, but, uh, so I yeah. want to be, uh, I'm pulling it, man. I'm yeah, pulling no, it. no. It, it, but, but this is what I would say is, is if, if you say you heard about the course on the podcast, we won't charge you. Okay. We might not charge you anyway. We haven't even figured out if we are going to charge for it, but we might. So, so, <laughs> um, yeah, this the isn't, URL that is, what's that? What's the URL again? Uh, intentionalsidekick.com. Yeah. Intentional and I think the, the sites, yeah, the, 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 you'll see a little bit up there now and the, the new ones coming in the next couple of days. But so, yeah, no, it, um, hopefully it's been, hopefully it's come through in my voice and God help them if they're looking at us on video. But, but, um, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a genuine passion to dent this thing of redeeming work. Yep. And the best thing that we got at it right now is the training. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited that that seems closer. I mean, we're very proud of what we're doing as a company and, but we got a long way to go before, uh, we feel as good about, I, I mean, there, there are people that we've done several rounds of the training with people on the outside and they're telling us that this thing is the most impactful thing. They're like weeping tears of joy. I mean, it's, it's a cool thing to see. And it's not, it's not surprising, but it is 
a little surprising. So that's, that's why we're high on that. Just, I mean, I, I think um, that if, 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 if we dent it or nick it uh, in the future, if, if you were to say, how did we do it? My guess would be, it would be more through that than not that we don't love the company and not that we can't do something there, but this looks like that's much closer. Um, if I was going to quote unquote brag about something, I think we're uh, very proud of what we're doing as a company, very proud of the team. It's a very talented team, yeah. but on the mission of redeem and work, the training is probably closer to, to getting there. I mean, for the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Love the vision. Love yeah. the mission that you're on. This yeah. is incredible. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate it. And yeah. for all of you who are listening today, if you really like this interview, check out our archives over at amplifyyourbusiness.ca. And of course, if you're watching this and you prefer the audio versions, then you can find us on any of the major podcasting platforms. Just search Amplify Your Business there. Till next time, everybody have a prosperous day. And thanks again, Dan. Really appreciate it.